comes ahead on goal, and Jordan Morris has done it. Appealing in vain for offside, the Chicago Fire defenders. Jordan Morris from the doorstep saves the day for the Sounders. the other way. Look who's running hard after defensively. Wayne Rooney, the net is empty. Big collision by the captain. That is unbelievable effort. Rooney putting one up. Bacosta. The Stateside Soccer Show with Logan and Jordan. Hello and welcome to the Stateside Soccer Show. Episode 108, our 2022 MLS season prediction show. My name is Jordan Wiegand, and with me today is Logan Stump. Hi, Jordan Wiegand. How you doing? I'm doing all right. I actually just hurt something in my back when I got home. I don't know what I did. Um, <laughs> I think I was bringing it uh, in the trash. I don't mean to laugh at you. It's all downhill. Cool. Before we get started, I do want to – I know we joke around a lot on the show, but I do want to get just a little serious here about the Ukraine situation. So I do just want to say our condolences to anybody who is affected. I know people, you know, in the U.S. here might have family over in the Ukraine or Russia who are going through some tough times. So if you want to donate, I found a website through USA Today, unitedhelpukraine.org. You can donate there through the Red Cross. But, uh, you know, I don't think it's political to say that Nobody here really wants war, uh, so hopefully everybody's able to stay safe and and all that stuff, and uh, we're going to try to forget about all of our troubles tonight and have some fun with this, but don't want to lose sight on where we stand in the current situation either. So now that we took that moment, yes, I'm getting old. I hurt myself uh, bringing in a trash can, I guess, <laughs> today. Um, so we'll see how it goes. From there, uh, we forgot to preview RSL, I guess. So we patted ourselves on the back last episode and said, great job, we previewed all the teams again, but we did not. Uh, so we'll talk about RSL when we get to their spot on the uh, preview, when we when we talk about where we have them in the West. But uh, how are you today, Logan? All, all considering, um, I, I'm good. Yeah, like I, I think what you said. You know, not just shine light back on it, but a, a terrible situation in a world that uh, seems to need a lot more healing than what I think we're all capable of sometimes. But yeah, no, other than that, I, I every day that I get to wake up and I get to talk to you with about soccer and, and kind of preview that with all the serious stuff going on in the world, soccer seems like a pretty small thing on a really big scale. So um, you know, I, I I'm I'm good though. Like I, I think you know, getting to talk about soccer is going to get me over uh, just kind of the rough day that I had. It was just constant listening to different things and mm -hmm. trying to teach while this stuff is going on and having the kids ask about it. It's 
it's a tough situation, but uh, I'm good. I'm good now. I, I think, you know, getting to talk about soccer, kind of forgetting, you know, some of the troubles, but I know right when this is done, you kind of go right back into that vacuum and uh, we all know that this is kind of one of those games and things that really gets our mind off things. Let's just have fun and uh, honestly get to enjoy things that everybody else in the world gets to enjoy. It makes us all happy. So I'm glad we get to do this tonight. So yeah. that way I can get my mind off it for an hour and whatever it is. Yeah, especially in a sport that's so global where we probably have players from there and, you know, all that kind of stuff. Uh, you know, there's a lot of great scenes today in the Europa League with Ukrainian players scoring and mm-hmm. protesting and all that kind of stuff. So, uh, yeah, uh, but we're going to move on here and talk some prediction show. I think we're going to start with the East. Is that does that sound good? Sounds good. Yeah. Um. So we're going to go with the Eastern. Uh, so we're going to be flipping for people watching live or on the YouTube afterwards. We're going to be flipping back and forth between the pictures that we have up here and ourselves. So if you don't see us for a little bit, I guess uh, that's probably good. You're probably sick of seeing us anyway. So, <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to do this. But then what we're going to probably do is talk about what place we have a team and then jump back like this again. And then, you know kind of go back in and out um so do we want to start from the bottom up yeah let's do that let's start bottom up okay i don't think people are going to be very shocked when we say that we have uh both of us uh are going to have in 14th place in the east charlotte fc um now they did just make a trade today that's going to give them uh they made a trade with nashville today that is going to bring over um, Daniel Rios from Nashville for 350k gam plus 150k gam incentives. So he had five goals and one assist in 30 appearances with Nashville. Uh, he was the first one they actually ever signed to an MLS contract. Uh, but Charlotte needed attack, and that was something we kind of highlighted in the Charlotte preview was that they're going to need attack. Um, and they make this move on the eve, pretty much of uh, close to the eve of the MLS season beginning. So, do you think this is enough to kind of help their attack, or where we are seeing Charlotte? Does this make you? Because we locked in our things in enough time for you to make these graphics. Any regrets now with Charlotte being 14th? I don't think so. I, I think this team. Uh, there's a lot of things that they're lacking. I think one, uh, it's going to be MLS experience, just like we talked about. You you really want to have a team that's got MLS experience. And we've seen, you know, these expansion clubs that come in that think that, you know, signing some of these foreign players, some DPs that played in international leagues that really performed well. I think you kind of get stuck up in the limelight of like, this is going to be a good season because we signed this really successful Polish striker or whoever it might be. Um, as far as the instance is concerned. But I, I think that with this signing, I, I'm not really sure, um, just because I, I don't think he had much success with Nashville anyway. And, and I think, you know, that kind of goes to just the way that he plays. I, I don't know if that's really going to help uh, a team that is truly going to struggle this year. I think defensively, it's going to be very difficult for this team to kind of figure out how that works with the back line. I know you have Anton Walk, you have uh, Christian Fuchs, um, Jalen Lindsay, guys that have been around that have played. Um, but I mean, these are all guys that Anton walks comes from, you know, some time split at Atlanta United. Can he figure out how to play with Cincinnati and can he play 
with a corner, or, you know, a center back pairing and like Carujo. So I, I, I don't know. It, it's a tough it's a tough sell for me to think that one player in the attack is going to change this team dramatically just because I don't really think they've got the depth they need um, to perform well uh, in their first year. Uh, I worry about maybe the team that's been put together just because, you know, that's always a concern when an expansion team enters the, the, the league, just because, you know, we've seen what a, a team like FC Cincinnati does, but you know, I, it'll be cool to see, Another team, uh, a team that I think is going to have, what, 75,000 fans on hand uh, in their inaugural home match, Jordan. So, no, I don't think this changes anything, uh, and nor do I think that Cincinnati – or, sorry, Charlotte um, is really going to make any kind of progress up the east unless something spectacular happens with one of these players. While we're talking about Charlotte, let's not forget we have this great merch here of (laughs) – (laughs) <laughs> what their manager pretty much said. <laughs> uh, we are screwed. This is We Are Fooked, uh, which we'll be doing a magnet giveaway here as well today. Uh, so not sure how we'll do it during the live show. It'll probably be something like after the live show, we'll put out a tweet that you have to like or retweet or something that can get you one of those magnets if, if anybody actually wants one of those. If not, I have too many of them now. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I don't think the Rios signing or trade makes a big difference either. This is, you know, somebody that only had like five goals uh, with Nashville, um, who had a pretty lethal attack, actually, I feel like. So I can see why they why they're like, OK, he's expendable. Right. Um, so he's going to got he's he's going to have some work to do with Charlotte. And I guess we'll see, you know, if he slots in early you know like right in or if he's going to still be like a bench player that's going to have to work his way in i'm not really sure how this is going to work for him but i don't know i i don't see much of a difference in that and i still have them locked in squarely in 14th so let's move over to who we have in 13th position right now which is fc cincinnati both of us pretty lock in step here in the first few picks. Cincinnati, for me, I like what Cincinnati's done. I have, but when I look at what the rest of the East is like right now, uh, I don't know if they've done enough to really move much. And I think really going up a place is probably good enough at this point if you cannot be four years in a row in row in a for a wooden spoon i think cincinnati fans would take that and if you're watching or you watched afterwards you can reach out to us let us know if that's incorrect um because uh you know i know that they have ambitions right they've they've been successful in usl they've they've had good runs with you know, the U S open cup and playing against Chicago, but since MLS, the MLS transition, they haven't been that way. And I really wonder, you know, right now, if I was a Cincinnati fan, I'd be like anything, but last place to show some sort of improvement. Now, of course that would be up in the air on if it's actually improvement. If Charlotte just comes in and tanks really bad, is it an improvement? If they finish one point above Charlotte, Probably not. But if it's like a huge gap between them and Charlotte, because Charlotte was just awful, or if Charlotte actually overperforms and Cincinnati still 
finishes above them. I think Cincinnati fans would probably feel okay about that and say, okay, well, we got our new GM. We got our new manager. We did the best finish that we've, that we've had. Let's kind of continue with this and hopefully continue to grow under these, but they need to start bringing in some bigger players. I think, because I don't think, you know, when I look above, look above them, I like what Chicago's done by bringing in Shakiri. I, you know, we would like what Montreal has done. DC United is kind of a question mark, I guess, but uh, Miami, I even like what they've done a bit more than what Cincy has done on the field wise. So that makes me go Cincy in 13th. And I know you have them in the same spot. Did you want to say anything about them as you're, you're wearing their shirt right now? Yeah. Representing, you know, um, but no, I, I think you hit a lot of it around the head. I, they just don't have enough. I don't think anything's propelled them forward. I mean, getting a, a Ray Gaddis out of retirement kind of just shows you where this team is. I think, right. Uh, it, they're, they're getting a good coach in Pat Noonan. I think they're taking the step in the right direction of finding a system that works for them. But now, uh, unfortunately, I think it takes, you know, this has got at least a two-year project to at least get them up out of the out of the cellar just because I think you've got all these players that were, you know, kind of formed into a system before Pat gets there. And these players are for that system. And now he's got to kind of clean house and get rid of a lot of these players that I think, you know, prior to this year, I, I don't think – performed um, exceptionally so and again you got guys like Manunian I think that you know looking at that midfield when we talked to um, Brian he talked about the midfield just being a disaster and I do think that this midfield is very uh, susceptible to giving up goals I think they're very vulnerable I think that they're going to struggle tremendously I don't think their center back pairing is very decent Um, I think this is a very tough uh, center back pairing just because I think when you break it down completely, if you look around the league, a lot of the Eastern Conference teams have much better center back pairings than I think these two are going to be able to provide. I like Matsurita. I like Brenner, and I think Brenner does take another step. How big of a step? I'm not sure, just because I think there were times last year where you do kind of see the struggles that he's had just getting used to the league. Uh, Luciano Acosta is going to be good. Um, and this, and, you know, he's been successful in this league. He's going to be good in this team. I think he's going to be good in this system. If they go with like this diamond that I think Philadelphia has kind of put into Pat Noonan's brain, you know, that's got to take. I mean, the diamond needs really good center mids, and they don't have really any. They have an attacking center mid, and that's about it. Uh, Alan Cruz is going to struggle. Kubo is going to struggle. It, you know, I think this system just doesn't play well to this personnel, uh, this team. And I think that's kind of where this team's going to go wrong. I think they're going to concede a lot of goals, not nearly as much as they had in previous years, but I think that they're still going to be on pace to just give up so many goals in the back that they just can't come back. All right, let's uh, let's continue up the trek here. We both have in 12th place. I swear, guys, this will change at some point. Uh, hang in there. We both have in 12th place Inner Miami, who we previewed with Alex. And she came on the show. Uh, it was a. I, I feel like at that time, we still had some question marks on what was going on. I still think they've kind of shipped off a few players. They haven't really brought in too many. They were starting to bring in some when we previewed, though. But I don't expect much progress this year for Miami. I'm expecting more of a okay, let's kind of get through that we just had like four DPs and that 
we're, we're moving on from some of these players and kind of reset, hit the hard reset. This, I feel like, will be a year where we look at it and say, okay, there was some some growth or some differences that they had to overcome this year. And then maybe the following year in 2023 is a year where we say now they are primed to, they shed some of the contracts. They're ready to go. They've got their, however many GMs they've had now and can kind of look ahead to what should have been, you know, years ago at this point with, with how Miami entered the league, they really should have had more of a, a plan and, and better spending up front, but they've kind of gone through, yeah, quite a few changes already in the executives. Um, so that's why I have them sitting 12th. Uh, we'll see if that's where they actually end up, you know, for a good chunk of the season this year, they were actually not out of the hunt. Uh, and you know what? 12th place may not be out of the hunt this year, you know, like, uh, I pressed the wrong team there. Uh, the, you know, uh, the r- wrong conference right there. But what I'm what I'm saying is, I, I think that they'll have, uh, you know, going forward. I think this might be a good reset year, and from there we can kind of go to something different for them. It's so much change. I mean, that, that that's got to be terrifying when you're watching this team. I mean, they're, they're not even going to be a team you recognize if you watched them last year. Um, right out of the gate, traded Lewis Morgan. Yeah, yeah, traded Lewis Morgan. Uh, he's gone. If you look, uh, the, the Federico Iguain gone. Um, Julian Carranza with the Union. Rodolfo Perzaro down to Monterey. Uh, Kevin Le- Kelvin Leardom out to LA. Um, Shawcross retired. I mean, this team has just been kind of a nightmare to watch and then you know now they're going to have such a roster turnover that i i do think it's exciting because i do think you're going to find some pieces now that are going to be successful in this league and i think that will help you build this club but right now i mean if (laughs) these bottom three i think are very interchangeable i think it just depends on who's going to be the worst i think Miami, this is more of an interesting project because I do think they brought in some nice pieces. I think Damian Lowe is a good signing. Uh, I thought Leonardo Campana was a pretty decent signing. They, uh, We didn't even get to talk about DeAndre Yedlin. We had known that he was rumored to go to Miami. I think that's an interesting signing. I think that makes them better in that right-back spot because they needed a right-back. Uh, I don't know. I, 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 like, I like their direction much better than I like, uh, you know, like a Cincinnati. Cincinnati's got the coach. Cincinnati doesn't have the players. Miami's got a good coach, I think, and I think they've got some good players that they're just going to have to figure out how do they play in this system, right? So I think that, you know, looking at this team, Gene Mota, uh, Ariel Lassiter, um, guys like that, I mean, they're all going to get in this system. They're all going to get playing time. You're going to get a lot of young kids uh, playing time, and that's what we talked about with Alex. They need to play the youth. They need to play some of these younger kids to get them experience. I think uh, there's a couple other teams out there that need to play the youth that we'll get to eventually. But again, this team, if they're not going to score goals, they need to learn not to concede as many too. I I think that's a big thing with them that they need to use their home field advantage uh, this year and playing in the heat. I think they're going to get a couple of games here and there. And I do think that Gonzalo Iguain will help progress some of these guys forward just because I do think he's going to take on a different role. I think he sees the problem that he was maybe, and maybe the, you know, the headache that has been caused by just how he kind of acted around the team last year. 
it'll be interesting to see can he take that leadership role and kind of I guess get some of these guys to play in the system you know accept the system and play uh, as a team because I think that's the biggest part with them there was just so many disconnected pieces last year that it was just a disaster so I I think it'll be a good year for Miami just to kind of get their feet back underneath them and at least look like they're building something promising and not you know not folding under these sanctions that have been passed down to them. All right. Uh, I don't want to spend too much time on Miami. So let's move on to the team. We both have 11th. We both have Chicago fire 11th place with their new brand new crest. That looks great. Uh, we're finally free from the reign of terror of the crown crest or whatever they called it. Um, that one was really bad. Uh, but we have them both in 11th. I think that we just kind of previewed them recently. You know, Shakiri, I think, is a big signing. Um, I think that uh, they are showing initiative, which I like. I think that they're kind of laying it all out here to try to have a better season. And I do think that they will... I mean, obviously, because I put them in 11th, finish above the teams below them that we just talked about because I think that they've done enough uh, and had enough turnover. They have a brand new coach. You know, I, I really think that they're on the right trajectory, and that's something that we'll have to look forward to and really get to see them in another year at Soldier Field, hopefully trying to bring in more fans now that we're in kind of a more normal situation COVID-wise, uh, you know, who knows what happens outside of COVID. But, you know, COVID-wise, we're in a more normal situation where, you know, there isn't as many restrictions. Maybe more fans are feeling comfortable to go spend a summer night at Soldier Field. What, I mean, obviously they did. They went to see the Bears in the winter. But, you know, <laughs> trying to get fans pushed there. And Shakiri can help do that. He can. He, You know, Chicago is, a, is another area that has tons and tons of like first generation, second generation, uh, you know, um, families that are not originating from here or not like 10 generations in where they might see Shakiri and say, oh, that's very interesting. Let's go see Shakiri. And um, there we go. Uh, so I hope that that's the case for them. I do hope he hits the ground running because we know his history with other teams that have not worked out, which is why he's really ending up here. But, you know, you hope that this is where he can kind of turn it around and become a mainstay of Chicago. He's not that old, you know, it's set up, I think very well for them. And just hopefully Ezra Hendrickson can kind of get this team on the right track, because this is a historic franchise of MLS entered in in 98 won an MLS cup that year hasn't really done a lot since then, but they've had big DPs in the past, but now they really got to start getting it going again. And uh, yeah, that's my thoughts on Chicago. We also didn't get to talk about hero Torres. I mean, you, you, I think we were previewing them when that news broke that they were in the, in talks to sign um, the young attacker uh, from Atlas down in Liga MX. That, that's a huge signing too. Uh, I think going forward, he's a, a youth uh, attacker that's going to be a goal scorer that's going to eventually grow into this league. And that's, I mean, that's what Chicago needed. I mean, Chicago needed to hit a reset 
they did. They shipped everybody out just almost not quite as much as Inter Miami, but they did get rid of their whole skeleton of a team. I mean, if you look at uh, Sojanovic left, uh, Barrich left, Calvo left. I mean, they're just they blew it up in the right way. They bring in Shakiri, right? Um, and and we've watched Shakiri in the Premier League. Um, we we've seen him and one of our best friends watches Liverpool, and we got to experience the Shakiri experience uh, through Liverpool. He's a winner. I'll give him that. Everywhere he's been, he might not have played to the best of his abilities, and he's not you know that star player on those teams. But I do think he knows how to win. I think he. He likes being part of a culture that does know how to win. He leads. He's a great leader, and he'll do anything you ask of him. He's one of those guys that's just kind of one of those spark plugs that you need in a in a roster that's really just going to push this team over the edge. Casper Shabelko, I think that's a good signing. I think if they can find service into Casper, he can be you know what he was with Union, maybe the eight to ten to twelve goals a season, and I think that's what Chicago needs in behind Hero Torres. Um, and then you've got guys like Shisus who's coming in to kind of replace Calvo. Calvo was a disaster. You bring in this guy. Rafael Shisus is, uh, I think, going to be a phenomenal player in this league. I think he's got the abilities, the talent, the skill set, the physicality to play in this league. He comes from Colm. And I, I think that you you look at a guy that's played in a, in a Bundesliga um, side that I, I think is uh, very talented. I think he's very talented. He's obviously garnered a lot of attention. But like you said, Jordan, I think I'm I'm pretty high on the I'm high on their upside. I think over the next couple of years, this is a team that I think they're sitting here in these predictions in tenth. They might even surprise us and try to push towards the playoff. But I think over the next year or two, and they can make some more signings, they can bring in some more players, and then in behind that, I think they've got a really good coach. So I, I think that you know Ezra pushing them forward with one year under his belt, signing some more guys underneath this system. I think this team could actually be one that would be dangerous and fun to watch in the years to come. Okay. I do think we actually probably have to speed it up a bit. We've only gone through four teams in 30 minutes. Okay. Uh, So let's go. Uh, Number 10, I have Montreal. So I know that that uh, I'm doubting them, right? Which is probably not great for me. But I doubted them last (laughs) night against Santos. And they, they went in there and they they did it. Uh, they did the darn thing, uh, but I don't know. I don't know if they have enough, uh, but now I am kind of over, uh, you know, I, I, I submitted this before the games yesterday. So now of course I'm like, did I make a mistake? But um, I'm going to stand by it and I'm going to say that they're going to finish 10th, which is again, not far from probably a playoff spot. Uh, if it's like last year, it was what up through spots nine or 10 that were um, decision days. days. So that is something that is theoretical that they might still have a good season, but not finish in the spot that they would want to. Um, So that's what I'm kind of feeling for Montreal. Now you have a different team here and you actually wrote it in different font for whatever reason. I'm not sure. Yeah, the the font, the font really doesn't like me for DC United. And all of a sudden it had changed. There's a couple mistakes on this. I like that font though. I do. I really, I like the DC font. Yeah, this font is going to be the permanent marker font. So (laughs) I might stick with that one. I had to change it up, but then for some reason on your graphic, it worked. So I, you know what? I just threw it up there. I was going to see if you noticed. There's another thing that I made a mistake on, and you already know what that is, but we'll see if anybody else points it out. Oh, something else you made a mistake on? Yeah, come on. You know I told you what it was. 
You wouldn't notice it unless you're like really one of their fans, I think. Oh no, I okay, I know that. Yes, yeah. I know that. Okay. Uh, I think we already That's mentioned it at the beginning of the show. Yeah. The crew? <laughs> but, yeah. Oh no, no, that. Okay, yeah, 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 that. Sorry. I put the old crew crest on the prediction. We're show. just boycotting the new one. <laughs> all right. This is the better one. We're boycotting the new one. It's true. <laughs> uh but yeah, so you have DC United. If you want to talk about about them, because I actually have them ninth so we can kind of skip me in the next one because you're going to kind of talk about them here yeah so dc united um i, I think they regress obviously with paul areola leaving i think that's a huge loss uh it's a really good player and a guy that has been with this club for for some time that and i think they're going to see him on this on the field you know his skill set leave but they're also i think going to leave uh you know his leadership is going to leave and head to dallas with him i think that's a big thing I think them losing Kevin Paredes, who I think was becoming one of the better backs in this league, I think that's a big step backward. And I'm not sure they've really added anything that is proven in this league to really help them kind of push them over the edge. Michael Estrada is a good signing. He's signing. He's going to help in the attack. But I'm not sure. Again, you've got to learn this league, and I think it takes a year or two. I think he's got to learn this league, come in and try to figure out how to score in MLS, how to provide chances for this attacking front. Um, and, again, I – I, this is one of those teams too, Jordan. I hate to doubt just because Aaron Losada has been fantastic in his time there. But again, I, I just think that the losses are too tremendous, uh, especially with Paul Ariola and then how good the other teams in the East have gotten. That's why I have them sit 10. It's kind of similar to why I have them ninth, which is again, only two spots out of a playoff spot, which we've kind of talked about on the DC preview might be what some people uh, might say is not that great for DC after being in a playoff spot for most of last season. But again, there's just so many quality teams and really anything can happen in the East, but I just really have a hard time seeing with some of what they lost and not really bringing in them being able to achieve what they did last year. But, you know, uh, I'd be willing for them to um, prove me wrong. Um, Just get a new shirt sponsor. Is all I'll say there. Um, Can I add to your Montreal real quick? I, I like yeah. I like what you said. Um, I yeah, like you have them go. seventh, so we'll yeah. talk about that now. You have you have them seventh. I'll talk about Georgie too. Georgie played really well. I like the way that he played. I really think that he's going to kind of throw his name as in as like a depth piece as Weston's going to be out. I think he makes the team. I'm not sure he starts over De La Torre, but I, I think that. Georgie played extremely well against uh, Santos. And I think that when you see that, you're like, man, this could be a really dangerous team. They go in, they add, um, or they, sorry, they already have uh, Romel Kyoto, right? Um, they, they're going in and they're adding Kai Kamara. Uh, it's a team that I think is going to be fantastic in depth. And that's what they need in this league. Their defense is going to be really solid. I think Bresa is uh, one of the top keepers that just isn't talked about enough. Um, Again, I really do like this team. I like they just absolutely stomped out Santos at home in front of that crowd. And that crowd was nuts for, for you know, a very limited capacity. So looking forward to Montreal. And I'm sorry I doubted you. I'm sure you'll make the playoffs and, and prove us wrong. All right. Uh, yeah, you have them in the playoffs. I have them there, so that's, yeah. that's You're the believer. Um, <laughs> not again, Jordan. Okay. Not again. <laughs> uh, so I have in eighth place here, Red Bull, New York. Uh, so do you, so we'll talk about them. You have crew ninth. So, mm-hmm. uh, actually let's, let's talk about, and I have crew seventh. All right. Let's just talk about Red Bull real quick. Um, 
Red Bull, I have a Maith, you have a Maith. I think that they're just going to miss out on it. You know, they have made the playoffs for so many straight years. Was it 13? But it really feels like with a resurgent Toronto and maybe a resurgent crew, there might not be enough space for them to kind of break in here. And to be honest, uh, their, their manager, Struber, not feeling so great about his squad (laughs) at the game. And in one of the preseason games, I think it was against Seattle. They they were getting shellacked like six, one on uh, uh, most of their starting 11, like being out there. So it is kind of worrying for the state of the New York Red Bulls. And it's not excusable. I will say this. It is not excusable that a team owned by a giant corporation like the Red Bulls in the biggest market in America who own other clubs and spend money there, no problem, are in this situation. At least they have a stadium, I guess, is what I would say. (laughs) Their neighbors beat them to an MLS Cup without spending much more than them. What are you doing? And I'm going to end it there. I'm not going to make this a huge rant with them, but it is inexcusable that this is where they are right now. And I hope that the situation improves for the Red Bulls. What do you, what do you have to say? I thought you were going to go total, totally Taylor Twelman on me. Like, what are we doing? Are <laughs> I like the addition of Lewis Morgan, but that's about it. Like I, I, I like you said, I, I just, I thought there could have been more there. I thought there could have been, you know, one of those big splashes that they make one of these really high key signings. And, and, you know, Lucinius might be, a good player he's a dp that's coming in he's a striker but again we've, we've learned this when guys come over and he's 25 years old i don't know how he adjusts to this league if he doesn't adjust well jordan this is a flop and this is this is embarrassing because i think you you're losing guys that i think uh, are were very important to their success last year they played really well defensively but now you've missed sean davis you missed andrew gutman who both played well last year i think that you're missing uh, you're trying to get Aaron Long back in. I think Aaron Long's gone by summer if he's playing well, just because I think he was on that trajectory to leave anyway. There's no way that he should still be on this on a roster here if he was healthy uh, in MLS. And I think that the Red Bull, like you said, I do think that they play well defensively. But again, I think goal scoring is going to be kind of an issue for them this year. If Lucinius doesn't score, if Lewis Morgan doesn't really add much in the attack and really provide anything going forward and creating chances, I do. I'm afraid that this team is still going to fizzle out in the attack, no matter how well they play defensively and how well that press works. All right. So you had Crew in the ninth spot. I had them in seventh. I'm a little bit more of a believer that them being a little bit more fully healed, uh, and uh, you know some of the moves they made are are going to be able to help move them up the two spots. I also feel like Red Bull going down and maybe DC going down helps them get up those two spots. So that's how I'm kind of feeling about them. You're a little bit more down on them. What what is your thoughts on Crew real quick? Their health. I don't I don't think they'll stay healthy. They just they have that track record. And that's not a good track record. An injury thing. They're one injury away from I mean this team like they just fell apart. Artur got hurt. You had Aiden Morris get hurt. I mean, it, it just seemed Jossie Zardes spend time on the sideline. If Zellerion were to ever miss time, this team's almost non-existent to me. If they don't create through him, I don't see them really creating many of those chances. Jossie Zardes is not going to hold up play and create out of that nine, but he just doesn't do that. And I don't think that's 
good for this team. I don't think when you look at their attacking front that it's as good as pretty much anybody above them that we have listed. Uh, and again, I, I am concerned, concerned about their health, concerned about their aging health. Um, I'm concerned that they're not going to be able to score as much. I think, you know, there's still kind of that pressure on them because we thought they were like this dynasty last year. I still think that still exists today. I feel, I don't think that's gone away. And I do, I, I really am concerned about their back line and, and, you know, how does that kind of mesh? How do they get into, you know, this season and play well? It's a big question mark for me. I'm still going to put a big question mark until they prove me wrong. All right, prepare for them too. All right, so here we go. We have in sixth place, we each have the same team, Toronto FC. And again, just for reiteration, Logan has Montreal in seventh, which is why we're skipping that. We already talked about them. So in six, we have Toronto FC. I think both of us, I don't think we need to take much time with this, agree that with the signings they made in Signe coming in in the summer, uh, having Bob Bradley kind of come in and ship out some of the players that are not his and kind of get control of this team, I'm assuming we're going to have a resurgence. They could do a lot better than six too, but I feel like I just have to cap them at six right now because we're it's a question mark on how it's going to work out. For all of them right now, but I can't see them being that low, and I can't see them missing the playoffs again. I really think with a with a strong coach, strong manager, they're gonna get there. And with Insigne coming in in the summer, that might be all they need. We've talked about it before. Twenty sixteen, Nicholas Ladero comes into a Seattle team that's floundering. Ziggy Schmidt loses his job. Brian Smetzer comes in and they go win MLS Cup. Like, it really can happen that way. And, um, that could, you know, it could be the push that gets them there. Uh, did you have anything to add? I'm pumped for their back line. Uh, you have Schaffelberg, who is a starlet coming up through the Canadian national team. You've got Marshall Ruddy, who's going to be a name that we're all going to get to know as a U.S. men's national team fan. Uh, Mavinga and Salcedo. If Mavinga is healthy and plays well to what he can, he's capable of doing, and then you add in Carlos Salcedo, like that, that's a scary backline. I, I, I've seen it time and time again with you guys watching them play over the last couple of months that I've been able to watch them. They've been exciting whenever he's been on the pitch. And then you look forward, I think Akinola coming back from that injury, can he step back into the reins? And if he gets going, Jordan, and then you add Insigne back into this mix, this team becomes really good. Don't forget, they have the former MVP in Pozuelo. So, again, a Bob Bradley coach team. It's really stupid if we doubt him that he's not going to pick this team up off the mat and at least have them in competitive soccer come decision day. Shout out to Mavinga, who likes some of our stuff on Instagram. (laughs) (laughs) Great guy. (laughs) All right. uh, So fifth place, we both, again, we're very lock and step here. Uh, Fifth place, we both have Orlando. I feel like some of the talent they've added has helped them, but I don't think it's helped them enough to really press to be in that top conversation. I do think it's a good start for the Will family, and I do think that they will uh, hopefully continue their investment that next year, they add some more and we're maybe seeing them challenge to be like this team's so deep they could run the table but i don't think they're quite there yet so we both have them fifth anything to say about your orlando city uh goals are going to still be a concern for me uh even if eric on comes in and plays well and pato plays well i just still don't think they're going to have enough goals combined to really push at some of the top teams in this east because when we get to the, some of these guys when we talk about their attacks they're eastern conference attacking players in the top four that we have listed are just 
far and away better than I think a lot of what Orlando can offer. Plus you have Joao Matinho, never healthy. That back line really scares me. If, if he's not going to stay healthy, then you really, you really you lose probably the best player on that back line when he is healthy playing well. All right. We both have Atlanta in fourth here. I think a resurgent Joseph uh, could help here a full season under Pineda just feeling very confident about where they're at. They'd get a home playoff game, which uh, was kind of the difference last year, right? They lost to NYCFC uh, on a field that they're maybe not to right? That was at Yankee stadium, wasn't it? Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, it should have been. I just, I feel like that's right, but I feel like I have I to double too. check I myself. Feel like yeah. I have to I double check myself real quick. Um, but we had, uh, yeah, it was at Yankee stadium. They yeah. won two nothing like boom. And that, you know, that's where the home playoff game can affect it. They can get a home playoff game in fourth. I think they can get there and maybe then they'd be facing off against a team that they're more easily able to defeat at home in Mercedes Benz stadium, you know, uh, with the, with the Atlanta faithful behind them. So both have them forth. Anything to say there? I think Joseph will be back in some capacity. I think you're going to see quite a bit of goals from Joseph. I think he's healthy. I think Gonzalo Pinedo is a fantastic coach. Probably a dark horse coach of the year, manager of the year maybe. I mean, I think they really do have the team in and around them that if he does play extremely well, Joseph I'm talking about, uh, this could turn into like a very, very dangerous team that could compete for the top of the East. Third place, we both have the Revs. They had a historical season last year. Rarely does a team repeat that. So they're going to be losing Matt Turner. They're going to be losing. Um, they've already lost Tejon Buchanan. Uh, who knows who else they will lose over time here. But uh, they've added Josie. We'll see how that goes. Uh, if he's going to be like a starter, or if he's just kind of coming in, you know, for occasional starts and mostly bench or what's going to happen there. But I do find it difficult for them to probably redo what they have done. So I, you know, the reason I don't have them second is because I do think the other two teams might have put up a better, uh, a better off season. That's going to bump them up. You have them third as well. Uh, did you want to say anything about them? Replication is very difficult. Like you said, um, and again, Especially in this league. Yeah. And, and and especially, too, because I really don't know how many pieces will be left after this transfer window coming up in the summer. Because I think their ultimate goal, Jordan, is to now win CCL. I do think that this team in the back of their minds do want to win the you know, MLS Cup. And you can do that by just getting into the playoffs. I think that'll help them just kind of re, you know alleviate some of the pains when Matt Turner does leave. And that's a huge loss for them. I don't think people realize how big of a loss that is going to be for this team. Um, and I do think, you know, I, if I had to guess books is going to be gone, that, that would be the one that I almost put in cement that I think he does leave. And I think that that's going to be very hard to replace. And Josie Altador, as much as I'm going to root for him this year, I don't know if his legs really have enough in them anymore to do, you know, what an Adam books does. But again, they're the revs and they did have a historic season last year. So I think that's why I'm so high still is even if they lose quite a bit of this team coming up, they're still good. And here's the thing. I mean, finishing third, I feel like <laughs> I almost have a better shot at winning a most cup. <laughs> you know, like mm-hmm. it, it really is tough to be like the best team and try to, and mm-hmm. try to win it. So, Absolutely. um, 
Yeah. Uh, second place is where we differ. I have the Philadelphia Union uh, in second place. I don't think they have enough to take first uh, and be the best team in the East. Logan feels otherwise here. But I think for me, it's I like what they've done. I like that they've added a striker. But now they lose Montero. Uh, who wanted out? You know, not so much he wanted out. Apparently, he just wanted more playing time. They want to play the kids. Can the kids deliver? Uh, this is going to be the big thing, right? Can they deliver? Usually, the union kids have, but that's kind of my question mark. And if they don't, then you'll see regression because Montero was so vital to the team that when he wasn't there, they didn't really play all that well. So I, I am looking at okay, how are they going to do? I still think they're going to be good, but I don't know if they'll be the best in the East. And again, I feel like, again, as you'll see later on, I think that might spell a better ending for them of the season than if they're first place. But uh, I know you have them first in the East. What is it about that that really sticks out for you? I think, it, honestly, I think Julian Carranza is going to be a shock to the world. Um, I, I've seen he looked the, good in preseason. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, I've seen the preseason where he's done well. And I, you know what it is? I think it's the Jim Curtin thing. I, I think it it goes a lot into Jim. I, I think Jim can coach particular players and, and kind of push them to that next level that I don't think a lot of other people can get out of them. It'll be interesting to see how Montero does out in San Jose. I don't think he performs as well out of that system that Jim's been playing in, but I just think that this diamond Jordan, I think the biggest thing too, I think Paxton, I, Daniel Gazdog, I think has the abilities to be that starter, to be that good. But I am interested to see just how long that that goes and the experiment of that goes when you've got some of these really young players kind of barking up the tree, getting ready to make that big yeah. step into. We got McGlynn. You yeah. know, they're going to want to try to get McGlynn on the field. They yep. want to get Paxton on the field. Yep. We'll see how it goes. Um, but yeah, Montero goes over to the Quakes. I don't know if we really talked about that on here or not. Um, so, hey, that's something Quakes probably needed as well. So it might be the kind of the thing where. Both parties kind of work out. They got one of the best midfields here. Leon Flock, you've got El Brujo, and you've got Bedoya. Now, if you're you're watching the YouTube or the live stream, you will see already you've seen who we have first. But if you're listening along, you might know what team we haven't talked about yet. That's NYCFC. I have them first. Logan has them second. This is not just because of an MLS is uh, MLS Cup uh, sort of high that I'm riding on them. I just do think that they've gotten better. I do think that they're kind of the fact that they kept Castellanos, I think is huge right now. I I think that right now they're playing out of their mind. They're doing so well with the champions league. I think that might carry over. It might not be right at the start of the season. We usually see it kind of a cool off for some of these champions league teams at the beginning of the season, but I think that they can do it. I think they can win the, East. They've won the East multiple times in the past. I, I kind of feel like last year was kind of a down year for them. We all kind of, I think, thought they were going to be a little better than they were. And they hit that run in the playoffs and succeeded. So for me, it's not so much of a playoff high that I'm on, but more of a, all right, this is kind of return to form is what I have them in. And you have them at second, so I want to get your thoughts on them before we move on to the West. Yeah, this might end up being just my biggest regret after seeing last night's game. And again, we'd lock these in, what, on Monday or Tuesday? So yeah, this is before I had seen them play yesterday. But man, and now they're adding A-Bear back. Like, I think people forget how good he is. 
it's like, okay, if Tati does leave, it's not like, you know, I, I think the guy in behind him could actually have a similar performance as Tati did last season too. So that's just scary. And Magno, I mean, dude, he looked unbelievable last night, um, getting into really dangerous positions, uh, you know, in the box. I think he creates extremely well. He gets just a bunch of people open running down the flank. I mean, it's just because he's so talented in what he does. Um, and I think ends up being one of the top players in this league this year. So I don't know. I probably will regret this one tremendously by not putting them first, because I, I do think that they're a very dangerous team, um, but it'll be interesting just to see if Castellanos leaves, can they keep pace with the amount of goals that they'll score? All right. So just to reiterate here, my East is NYCFC, Philadelphia, New England, Atlanta, Orlando, Toronto, and the crew making the playoffs. Outside of that, I have Red Bulls, DC United, Montreal, Chicago, Miami, Cincy, with Charlotte winning the Wooden Spoon. I'm going to say it. I think the Wooden Spoon is going to be in the East again. We didn't put that on here this time. but Logan's East is the Union, NYCFC, the Revs, Atlanta, Orlando, Toronto, Montreal making the playoffs with Red Bull, Crew, DC United, Chicago, Miami, Cincy, and then Charlotte. You have Charlotte winning the wooden spoon? I do. Yeah. And I he think has we're Charlotte both. winning the wooden spoon. Yeah. So I think we'll make some merchandise um, for, uh, I think they have wooden spoons and stuff on, on the, what is the, that we use the website? Canva. There we go. Yeah. So. Be looking there's, forward to there's that. your secret. We mm-hmm. we use Canva. Okay. Um <laughs> uh all right. Uh let's go to the West. So we didn't preview one of these teams. We're gonna talk about that in a bit. Uh we both uh have Houston in 14th place, which look, they're on a brand new start too, but they have some question marks on their management. They have question marks on the uh new um GM and I feel like they haven't added too much. Now they are in talks to add somebody, right? Uh, they're, that they're trying to get. They just did an international trade roster spot with the union today, but I don't know if it's enough to really get them out of it. And again, we locked this in before or else I might've maybe moved uh, Austin down spot, but uh, I'm, I guess we'll stick with it. I have Houston 14th. So do you just anything to add about Houston Dynamo? Excited to see Sebastian Ferreira play, but I don't, just don't think he's going to be anywhere close to enough. Again, new guy to the league, DP, uh, young kid, 24, is going to have to learn the league. It takes time, and I'm not sure that it's going to be successful for this first season, especially with the guys in beside him like Corey Baird and Fafa Pico, like good players, but I'm not sure that this team – I mean, they're, they're in danger. They, they'll be competitive with Charlotte, I think, with a wooden spoon. That's what I'm going to call. All right. I have Austin 13th, so do you. Again, kind of lock and step here. Um, Josh Wolf's second season. Austin's second season. I don't think they've done enough. Um, I, I really don't. We've previewed them with Moon Tower, right? And I don't know if they've done enough to really make any changes to their fate. Um, they are... I think going to be an interesting watch because look how fast they were wolf out 
if they do really get to the point of finishing the season at 13th, Wolf probably is out, right? Like that you you would think at that point. You don't want a Cincinnati situation where they come into the league and finish three years at last place. So you think that they would want if it happens again this year, he's probably gone. What do you what are your thoughts on Austin? I, I think it'll be Wolf out. And I think part of it's going to be because I, I just really am not convinced that even though the signings that they made in Valencia and Gabrielson, uh, I don't think that you, I don't think you've made enough in the back to really change just how bad they could be. I, I, I don't know. Like I, it, their attacks off, their attack was awful until Jerusi comes. So Celia Dominguez started to play well. I think defensively they'll struggle. I don't think Stuber has that good of a year again. So I think their defense actually is going to get a little bit more dinged up. I, I think that the attack will be okay, but I'm going to call it here. I'm going to say they're one of the worst defenses um, just because I think they were deserving of that last year. They actually played, I think, overperformed what they were expected to do. I do think that they will struggle defensively. I'm going to call it they're going to have some meltdowns defensively, and that's what's ultimately going to cause Wolf his job. All right. Uh, now this is where we differ. I have Vancouver 12th. You have Dallas 12th. So let's just talk both of those teams right now. Vancouver 12th, I think, again, they just haven't done enough for me. I, I think their kit is outstanding, though. Uh, but I, I do worry about how they're going to do. They you know, made the playoffs last season. It was great. But you can't usually sit still in those situations. The players they have at it did not really impress me much. Um, but, you know, I could be wrong. Right. So who knows? Uh, we talked to, we joked about it on the, on the preview that now they're going to be the, the Cascadia team that makes the final. Uh, but <laughs> I don't know. I kind of worry about Vancouver. Uh, let's get your thoughts on Vancouver who you have 10th. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I think they're, they're good enough to kind of remain. I, I don't know. I, again, they should have gone and added. There's one of the, there's one of those teams that should have gone and added more, and it's kind of disappointing that they didn't go and add more. I thought, you know, based off of the season that they had last year, I thought they made really good strides in making this team a lot better, a lot more competitive. Adding Tristan Blackman is nice, but I'm not sure that's going to be enough to really do much. Ryan Gold's really good. Brian White's really good, but I, again, if there's any kind of like regression or maybe they don't play as well as they did last year, then I don't think this team is anywhere close to being as good. So that's kind of concerning as well. If this team is looking for complacency, I think they found it. All right, and you have Dallas 12th. I have Dallas 10th. I'm a little bit more higher on them. I do think that they can kind of have a good season. They've bringing in Paul Areola. They've lost Pepe, though, but Freira's been doing well for them. Maybe this can be a decent season where they can kind of climb a few spots. You have them 12th. Give me your thoughts on Dallas real quick. I, I just, I'm not convinced with the Jesus Ferrer like everybody else is. And that's my biggest concern with them. Very I really am convinced. I, I, I think he's just going to be a good MLS player. I, I don't, I think that's all yeah. they really need. Yeah. But I mean, I, today I was listening. I think it was extra time actually was telling, was saying how good he is and he could be the next year. I, I think they're paying DP money for him. And like, he's going to be incredible in this league and like, but I'm just, I still don't see that. Like, and they said that he's got a good chance to be the number nine for Greg. I don't, I don't see, I don't understand. I must not be watching the same Hazers for as everybody else's. I don't know. I, I'm, 
I'm not as high on Jesus. I want him to do well. I always want people to do well, but I just don't see the, the hype around him. Alan Velasco is going to be really cool to watch. Um, but again, their midfield, eh. Uh, Paxton, or Paxton Pomichol, he just, uh, I don't think he can play 34 matches or whatever it is. So again, it, it'll be interesting to see their defense. I don't think is going to be as good either. So um, that's why I have them as low as I do. I just don't think the midfield's very good and that'll really leak into their defense. Okay. Uh, so we both have the Quakes 11th. They bring in Montero. They brought in, I think, everything but a right back, which is what they need. <laughs> uh, they signed Cade Cowell to a, to a longer deal, right? Um, so, I, you know, I think 11th is uh, pretty accurate. I, I don't think that they're going to be great. And, in fact, Almeida really wants out, it sounds like. Um he is another one complaining, and I think they face Red Bulls first, so it'd be both managers who are complaining, uh, going up against each other, which will be interesting. But eleventh place is kind of where we both have them. I don't have too much to add here. They're not going to be as fun to watch, I think, now that Wando's gone. So, what are your thoughts here on San Jose? I'm looking at their death chart, like. Why are they collecting so many players that play the same position? <laughs> like Jeremy Abobasi and Cade Cal are pretty much all in one of the same person. Um, and then I'm looking and I like Shofis isn't even in this depth chart. Like it's Montero, Jackson Yule, and Judson. Well, how does that make sense? I, I, just, I don't get it. I, they're just collecting players, I guess, to play the same position and hoping that that works. I think Almeida is just going to leave and take Shofis with him. I have no idea. Uh, I wouldn't bet against it. I, uh, I think they brought him there. To be honest, if I, if, with Almeida always saying this every year, if I was San Jose, I'd just be done with him. And I know when we talked about, when we talked to Fabian, you know, he was saying how big of a deal Almeida is. But look, no one's bigger than the club. Right. Uh, that's what I would say. Um, because Almeida is a big deal somewhere else, then go let him be a big deal somewhere else. Is kind of what I would tell him. Because we can't keep having you in the news saying how much it sucks here, how much you want to leave here, when's the next job you're going to get. We don't want that. Uh, but, and he hasn't really turned out the results. He hasn't. So uh, there's no point in holding him anymore. I think this will be his last year there, and I don't know if he makes it through the whole year. They added John Gray Goose. is mm-hmm. also a defensive mid. What? Huh? And then they added Calvo, which was a disaster with Chicago. Mm. Yeah, it's not a well-built team. No, um, it's just a bunch of, like, Band-Aids. <laughs> yeah, like, well, you know, I think there. you know the GM kind of came in, I think, a little later than, you know, I think he came in, well, sometime late last season, but still, you're kind of left with whatever you're left with, I guess, when you take over a team like this. So I had Dallas 10th. Logan had Vancouver 10th. We've we've talked about Vancouver. Let's go 9th. This is the team we forgot to preview. I'm so sorry, Real Salt Lake fans. I'm actually going to a Salt Lake game this year, so I feel really bad that that I missed this. Um we were just so happy that the things ended up being even a four teams each that we just, <laughs> we just threw them to the side. I guess, but uh, Real Salt Lake, uh, we have them ninth. I don't think we feel like they've added enough. I think we think some of the other teams have 
improved a bit more where it's going to knock them out of the playoffs. I know they had a really great run in the playoffs, but I just don't know if they're able to get there again that way. Cause you know, really they kind of lucked out to even get in there because it was really like LA could have grabbed the spot, did not grab the spot and it led RSL to get in there. And then they made a good run, which you can always do in the, in MLS, but it doesn't mean that the team is good. But uh, yeah, I mean that sums up my thoughts on RSL. So I do apologize that we skipped the preview. But what do you say, Logan? Albert Rusnak headed to Seattle. That's a huge loss. That's a yes. best player. Yep. Um, Demir Krylock is going to have to carry this team and carry it really far. Uh, Anderson Julio also left. Um, so he could come back, but it, it doesn't seem likely. Um, and I thought he was one of the more impressive players last year when he did get the chance to play. They had Sergio Cordova. Um, he rides on loan from Augsburg, and he's a forward that didn't really get much playing time. So, again, like you said, Jordan, the one acquisition that they thought maybe could push them up over, that's it. Like, that that's all you've got for a team that really just did kind of back into the playoffs. If LA Galaxy had played any what close to what they had been playing uh, previously in the year, I think that they easily snagged that spot, but they went on such a really – a spiral that they just kind of spiraled out of control in, in RSL. Like you said, if you get in the playoffs, uh, it's just like baseball. I mean, I feel like this is a sport very similar where you can just go on a run just based off of the pure form that you're in. Yeah. It's the magic of the playoffs, right? That's why it's we great. have playoffs. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's take a look at eighth place. I have the Rapids missing the playoffs. I think that they've kind of lost some of their, uh, you know, they, they've lost some players and, you know, the penalty shootout did not make me feel any better about their prospects in the, you know, well, definitely didn't make me feel better about their prospects in the champions league and knocked them out. But I mean, uh, you know, it didn't make me feel any better about their prospects for MLS. And I do think that they'll just miss the playoffs. I think with the, inv- you know, Nashville is coming into this. I think LAFC can be better. I think galaxy can be better that I worry about the rapids because, you know, while they had really good, you know, points per game the last two seasons, I, I think you can't always rely on that because there is going to be a time where you actually have to spend and put some money into the team. And it doesn't seem like Kroenke is very interested in putting too much money into this team. He's too busy worried about Arsenal and the Rams over here uh, than he is about Colorado Rapids. So I, I'm not so sure that that'll be... Um, uh, how it goes for them. So uh, what are your thoughts here on Rapids, who you have seventh and I have eighth? Yeah, so I I, I think they can defend really well. Uh, I think that'll be kind of a, a plus for them. I thought Mark Anthony K looked really good. When you have Jack Price, that's always going to be good. Um, and then I think Rubio and Lewis figure it out enough to push them into the playoffs because their defense is going to be that good. I thought Estevez has looked one of the best uh, backs or wing backs that uh, you know this league might have. I thought that he's been really impressive. Um, Keaton Rosenberry was been has been really good in his time uh, with the Rapids. Um, it'll be interesting how they how they do replace Austin Trusty just because I do think that he has played solid and I, and I think they're you know. I think they'll look more to the youth to try to figure out how they're going to replace that. Um, and then Yarbrough, I think 
you know, is slept on as a keeper. I think he's a really good keeper as well. Um, played really well in the, in the penalty, uh, although that might have been more of just guys not being able to put the ball in that. Um, but no, I don't know. I, I, I've, I just like the way that they play. It's tough to play in Colorado, so I think that too is just a, a huge advantage whenever you're talking about them playing um, at Dick Sporting Goods Park. It's a tough place to go in and try to win, and I think the Rapids playing defensively and just kind of mucking things up in the midfield is ultimately what's going to get them to the playoffs. Um, yeah, yeah, that's all I've got for, for the Rapids. All right, now I have Galaxy 7th. You have them 8th. You have them just missing the playoffs. I have them just making it. We just talked about this last episode, I think it was. Mm-hmm. We don't need to spend too much time on it. I just think that they have, uh, you know, I think that eventually they're just going to get back in. Uh, did you have uh, anything you want to say quickly? I know we just talked about it last time. Yeah, I mean, I just don't – I'm not convinced Chicharito is going to be healthy. Um, I think those days are long gone that he plays the whole season. Um, and their defense is just going to give up a ton of goals. They're going to give up the record amount of goals. <laughs> like, I just think they're just so you think bad. So? Oh, God, yeah, they're awful. Defensively, I just don't see where they have gotten any better, and they're really not going to have much of a midfield to kind of protect them this year. I just don't see where they get her. And then again, we keep. I, I love what somebody else said. When has when has it ever been the case that Costa has been a phenom in any of the leagues that he's ever been? He hasn't. So I, I'm not convinced of this team. I don't think Chicharito is going to be healthy. They're going to lose a lot with the leadership and um, Sebastian Lachat. I just don't think this team is going to be that good. Sorry. <laughs> what Galaxy a downer! Fans. I know. I know. Uh, I when they finish first. You know what they'll be number one in, though? Your heart. In the kits. I, I really love the white Same. kit, and I really Same. love the black and green. So People hate their kit. I'm like, what is wrong uh, with people? Yeah, because they don't like just plain white. But, you know, you know, I was talking about this with Jack, uh, right? Uh, we're, we're Jack from the Final Third Show. Uh, he, he says it's missing the iconic sash. And it's funny that some people think of it like that because I guess they've had it for so long now, but – the LA Galaxy jersey I have has no sash, and it's kind of like the classic jersey I think of when I think of Landon Donovan. It's like the one I think of when I think of Beckham. It is like they're, you know, they just yeah. had a plain white kit with, you know, the blue and the yellow. Like it's just, it's classic. You know, I, I know some people are kind of tired of some of the plain kits, but you look at, sometimes you just have the classic kit, like a, like a Manchester United red kit or a, New York Yankees pinstripes as much as I don't like the Yankees it's a classic thing that if that was to ever change people would be upset um so it's iconic in its own in its own way now six we both have Minnesota we previewed this with Jack and AJ as we just uh, mentioned them from the final third show uh I I think it's just at the time where I'm not really bought into Minnesota I put them as MLS Cup winners last year and I regretted that yeah, almost immediately when they went on four. Um, so I learned from that mistake. So that means they're going to go four and zero here at the beginning of the season. But oh, that'd be really bad because they faced the Union first. Uh, but uh, yeah, that you know, I, I don't have much to say about Minnesota. I just think that the I, I think Heath is wearing out his welcome. I think they haven't done too much for bringing in the stuff. So I, I can't see them doing much better. But I do still think they're a playoff team. Yeah, I mean, I honestly, I think that if you look at a team across the board that like stayed about even this is like the team, I think that uh, is just identified as you're just going to be right about where you were last year, just because 
they they do. They have times where they just go into droughts where they can't score. Who knew can't score? They did bring in Luis Amaria. I think people think he's going to be the answer. I'm not so convinced. They really tend to have a hard time finding good strikers. So I don't, I don't know. I, they don't have a good track record, and I don't think it's going to get any better with this one either. So that's why I have them just kind of even keel, just because I think they're good enough to make the playoffs. All right. Now I have Portland fifth. You have LAFC fifth. This might be something I regret. Uh, I think that Portland, while they made the final, is not as good. They've lost some talent. They're going to lose Valeri, who was really like, talk about the heartbeat of the team. Like, I know he didn't play a lot near the end, but I mean, like the, I feel like the emotional heartbeat of the team, right? Like all the fans loved them. This, you know, they're able to keep Blanco. Uh, but I just kind of worry about that. They have a lot of controversy going on. Don't know how that's going to affect them. So I have them fifth. You have LAFC fifth, who I think I have third. I just kind of feel, I feel a little down on this now that we have the article when uh, Carlos Vela spoke to the team. I uh, spoke to the press today and said his contract only runs through June. Uh, and he hasn't, I guess, really heard anything. So he's just going to operate as normal right now. If they lose Carlos Vela uh, for June onward, I'm not so sure this is going to be a good team. And we really have to worry about, you know, Trundolo first time manager. I, I might regret putting them third, but I am going to stick with it because we already have the graphic. But, you know, <laughs> I think that that is a little worrying. And I know the fans are 3252 kind of being a little toxic in the sense of telling Trundolo, hey, we expect MLS Cup, nothing less. For a first year manager who's coming in, and you might lose Carlos Vela that might be out of his control. I don't know. That's a little worrying for me. And I. That means I think the pressure is going to be on Trundolo really early with the way the fans have been. Um, especially Trundolo agreed to that and said, yeah, I understand that's what every club wants. I understand that's what you want. I can kind of see them being like, well, you're not doing it. So a little worried about them, but you have them fifth. Is is that kind of sum up your thoughts on L.A.? Yeah, the Trundolo experiment. And then also Carlos Vela. One, his health was a lot to do with that, too. Um, just because he's not ever really healthy anymore. And now that all this has come out and just the way that like that 3252, like when that guy asked that question, it was like Steve was almost caught off guard and it was kind of shocking just to kind of see him kind of awkwardly sidestep the the comment kind of like, uh, but I get it. Like you can't win. Uh, you can't win MLS cup every year. Otherwise we'd have a team that would win it every year and you'd have no questions. Mm -hmm. That's not going to be the case. And LAFC, I think, struggle from that. And I think the guy said it perfectly. You struggle from that success right off the bat kind of thing. You, you you're going to end up like an Atlanta United frustrated, absolutely, you know, devastated when your team wins, but probably one of the more obnoxious fan bases, just because I think you expect so much of your team. You got to have down years. Like I know as an Orlando fan, I have to have a down year. It's just going to be that way. I think this year they won't be as good just because I think there's a lot of change. Um, and you got to expect that. But I think with LAFC, they're so used to success. And I get it. You want your team to be successful. But I'm just not sure this team can put up with that. And if this experiment fails, I could see this experiment failing. And it takes two years to kind of clean up the mess. All right. Uh, I have 
Jeez, where are we even at right now? Okay, you have Portland fourth. I had them fifth. We kind of talked about them already. Nashville fourth for me. You have Nashville second. So let's talk about them real quick. I think that they are moving over to the West. It's going to be more difficult. We talked about it last week or last episode, however long ago it was, that their points per their, their points would have put them fifth in the West. And I do think since they'll be facing tougher competition, that's probably going to be more accurate. They're probably going to be fifth or fourth in the West. And I have them fifth, uh, fourth. What do I have them fourth? Um, you have them a little higher. You're buying in a little bit more. I think it's going to be tough for them to come in and immediately succeed in the West. What are your thoughts? I just like their MLS experience and their depth. I mean, Sean Davis added into what's going to be Anibal Godoy. Dax McCarty, Randall Leal, Hani Buktar, CJ Sapong, if he could play as well as he did last year. I think that's the biggest question mark. If he can't play that well, then I've highly uh, overestimated or over. Um, how about what? what I, don't, I don't even know what I'm trying to say. I ranked them too high, is what I, I was going with. But uh, again, I think that their defense is still going to be one of the best in the league. Another thing you have to think about, too, is people still have to travel to Nashville as well. So it's not just Nashville having to travel extensively. Um, and, and in long periods of time and traveling back in time, you know, zones, the Western teams are going to also have to come to Nashville where they're very difficult to beat. So I think that's kind of where I put them. And I do think they're going to make a concerted effort to go out and try to find uh, another goal scorer that I think could push them to be one of the best teams in this league. All right. Now I have, geez, we go up to second and your third place pick is sporting kansas city my second place now we've seen a lot of people really down on sporting casey that have them like almost the worst in the west mm-hmm. or missing the playoffs we talked about it an episode or two ago they didn't lose that many players and they brought in some good players so i think we can kind of sum it up with we think they'll be just fine you have anything to add to that no, I, I love their wingers. They might be, if they can play like they did last year, they're two of the best wing duos that we have in this league between Daniel Shallowy and Johnny Russell. Plus, I just love Johnny Russell altogether. I just love everything about the man. So, uh, big sporting fans. So I like to watch them play. Kyrie Shelton will be fun to watch, too. I think he could surprise some people uh, as a striker. All right. Uh, now, I have, we both have the Sounders in first place in the West. I don't know. I just, I just feel pretty good about them. Uh, they're, they're adding in Roshnak. And while, it, you know, it hasn't been great in the champions league. We'll see that they play in two hours. Uh, so for people that are live, that's in two hours. People that are listening afterwards, you already know if they moved on or not, but this is, you know, it's preseason still. So I do think that they will, uh, do better. They may not start off the season hot, but I do think that they'll win the West. I think they won't fall apart like last year where the Rapids were able to steal that first place from them in Sporting Kansas City and even LA Galaxy who were in the hunt for that uh, most of the season. You have anything to add to uh, the scary depth of the Sounders? Yeah, I think the, the, they, they won't be like the crew. I mean, they, they, they just don't have that look to them because of the experience that they have. Um, when you look at it, Raul Reed, Diaz, uh, one of the best nines in this league. Jordan Morris arguably was an MVP candidate had he not got hurt last year. 
Um, Nico Ladero is going to be get back to, but he can probably be an MVP candidate. You know, Albert Rusnak might also be MVP candidate. I mean, Joao Pedro or Joao Paulo about one MVP. I mean, th- th- this team is unbelievable. And Nuhu is one of the best defenders in this league. Roldans are, you know, two of the best pairings there on that right side. Like, uh, this team is unbelievable. Um, and then their depth off the bench is just remarkable so i i am i just don't see where this could any even if they lost a player maybe even two this team would still be a pretty dominant force in the west all right let's go ahead and uh wow we're going way over so let's let's we're not going to go in depth with with what we're picking for these other ones we have golden boot if you want to go ahead and share your golden boot pick yeah chicho um Arango I think I, I don't know I, I just with Vela and this might actually look really good now because Vela leaves and that's going to open up some goals here for Chicho um I don't know I, I really like the way that he played last year um a guy that comes in late and can score that many goals is just it, it's phenomenal um and I do think that with LAFC playing with Steve Trundle I think they're going to play more up tempo I think they're going to get a lot of you know shots off I do think that this is uh, easily uh, one of the safe choices for for Golden Boot just because of the little their the huge success that he had in the little sample size last year. I'm gonna go with Raul Ruiz Diaz. I think that this is not a safe pick. I mean, he usually finishes up pretty near the top, but mm-hmm. uh, just kind of going with if I have them winning the West, I'm picking Ruiz Diaz is probably scoring the most goals. Now, we both picked the same MVP, and I, I would say this probably doesn't make any sense with where we have this team placed, but you know you can have a good season and not be the best team in the league, and we both have Hani Mukhtar as MVP, rightfully so. Here's my argument, though. None of these Seattle players are going to win MVP because there's too many of them. Yeah, so that's, that was kind of my thought probably. with it is that, the, you know, you can have a really good team, but mm-hmm. no standout player that is putting up the stats because it's all being spread around. While mm-hmm. I think Hani Mukhtar is the best player on Nashville and is going to prove that again here. And probably one of the only huge off, or, you know, attacking players that that team has too. Without you know a guy that can be the goal scorer at top, he's got to do a lot of that himself. So I don't know. That's why I picked him. Plus, you and I really thought he got raped last year. So, <laughs> but you and I, yeah. were, we've tried to give him the trophy about 100 times without actually giving him the trophy. Yeah. Yeah. He is our MVP for both years. Uh, uh, so, I'm going to go to not manager of the year yet because I feel like some of these manager of the years is going to spoil our yeah. picks here. So, let's go ahead. Open Cup, US Open Cup. I have Nashville. I think that'd be a lot of fun. Now you can't really predict the open cup. It's all about draws and you know, mm-hmm. who gets who, uh, but I'm going to go with Nashville. I think it'd be fun to kind of see that town, be able to celebrate uh, a trophy like that. And you have NYCFC picking up another trophy this season mm-hmm. after their MLS cup win last year. Um, Again, we don't need to go too in, into that. We don't even know how that would work with the Open Cup, so we'll just kind of keep just a fun prediction. Now, Supporter Shield. People know what teams we picked for first place already. I picked NYCFC in the East, Seattle in the West. You've picked Seattle in the West, 
Philly in the East. Logan, which one is winning the supporter shield for you? I'm going to guess uh, Nashville. No, <laughs> Philadelphia. Uh, I just, I don't know. I love what Jim Curtin does. And I, I might be just a closeted Philadelphia fan at this it point. It seems that way. Yeah. I've watched, like I always say, I've watched more of their games than I have even my own team in Orlando, <laughs> just because like the way that the schedule fell last year, there were some Orlando games that I couldn't catch, but I could yeah. catch the Philly games. And I watched CCL and I watched all the Philly games. So that helped me tremendously. Um, but it does seem like it, but uh, no, I, I just think I, I, I love what Philadelphia does. I think that the young kids are going to make a huge impact this year. And I'm looking forward to watching your team play. I would love a second supporter. <laughs> but I have Seattle. Uh, if I have Rui Diaz winning the Golden Boot and Seattle being the best team in the West, I feel like it just makes sense for me to have Seattle winning supporter shield. I think NYC, I, I just think the West is stronger, which you think would mean maybe they're not going to have the, uh, you know, like revs were able to kind of sweep on some of these lower East teams, mm-hmm. but maybe that's true. Maybe that's why the union will win the supporter shield, but yeah, I'm going to go with Seattle. Now we're kind of reversed here. Yeah, MLS sure. Cup, you have the Seattle Sounders. MLS Cup, I have the Philadelphia (laughs) Union. This is the year. MLS Cup, baby. Curtain's wide open. open. The curtain is wide open. I'm gonna wear this. I'm gonna wear that shirt the day that they win MLS Cup. I'll tell you that much. If they're in the MLS Cup final, I'm wearing my shirt. And uh, I'm wearing my jersey over top of it, I think. But (laughs) I'm gonna wear my shirt. Let's just appreciate the graphics Logan made. This looks really great. So thank you for that. Yeah. Uh, and the reason why I said that might spoil it, Logan's manager of the year, Supporter Shield winner, Jimmy. Philadelphia Union, Jim Curtin. Yeah, I'm just going to buy it. Curtin is open. Yeah, I think I'm going to just buy a union kit when I get off here today on eBay just to just to solidify my, my closeted Philadelphia fandom. I dare you to. Which one would you get? I need the center stripe, right? I need the one that you have. Like I need the Bembo and I need the – that sounds really wrong, but um, right down the stripe, yeah, hey, yeah, that one—the <laughs> one that I've seen you wear. Let's go! Times. So, we want a center stripe. I do like the new kit, though. I think I will get that one at some point. I really want but, the lightning one too—the light blue one. Yes, but I'm waiting yeah, for that I one to a, go on sale. I have a Paxton. No, I have a, a Brendan uh, Aronson. One of that. Um. Okay, my manager of the year. Uh. So Logan put both of my picks on here, but. I was kind of like debating which one I was going to lock in here. I have Smetzer or Bradley. And I think Bob Bradley is going to do a really good job for Toronto. But here's the thing. I don't know if finishing six is going to be considered that great. Now, of course, going from 13th to six would be pretty darn good for Toronto. So I do think it's going to be Brian Smetzer. Ultimately, that's going to win that manager of the year. And I think actually we should start moving to a baseball method here and have MVPs for Each both conference. conferences mm-hmm. and coach of the year for both conferences. I, I really do think we should probably do that. If you have Eastern conference winners and Western conference winners, mm-hmm. then you should have, uh, I think separate um, MVPs and stuff. I, I think every league that kind of splits it like that should yeah. actually 
give out multiple of those. Yeah. Just give the more stuff to the players. I mean, yeah. it just, you know why? Because it helps the players negotiate, gives them maybe some prize money. I think it'd be nice for the players to be able to do that too. All right. I think that's everything, right? Everything. I know you yeah. had all these other things made up. Uh, we're not, we're not going through that. No, I was just going to keep those on there. Yeah. Oh, okay. Just, just okay. to, if we wanted to talk about Austin or, you know, one of the other teams. Boom. Hey, there yeah. you go. Boom, 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 boom. It's fine. Okay. Uh, yeah. So that is our prediction show. So. Yay. Yay. Uh, and again, Wooden Spoon, we have the Charlotte FC for the crown. It's going to actually be for the spoon. Here's what their hashtag is going to be. Thank you, Logan, for that. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Uh, Okay. So we're going to play our favorite night driving song here, but uh, we're going to wrap it up. I'm excited, Jordan. The season starts very soon. Very soon. Starts Saturday. So the time that most people are listening to this is probably Friday. And what we have to look forward to here on the 26th is Philadelphia Union kicking it off at 1 o'clock against Minnesota. Columbus Crew facing off against Vancouver at 3.30. LAFC versus Colorado at 3.30. That's on Twitter or TUDN Univision. 5.30, Dallas versus Toronto. Austin versus Cincy at 6. D.C. versus Charlotte at 6. Miami and Chicago at 6 o'clock. San Jose, New York at 6. And Portland, New England at 7.30 on Fox. Then on Sunday, we have Orlando at 1 o'clock versus Montreal. Atlanta versus SKC on FS1 at 3. At 5 o'clock, LA Galaxy versus NYCFC. 7 o'clock, Houston versus Salt Lake. And at 8 o'clock, Seattle versus Nashville. I should be home in time for that one. I'm going to be very excited about that one. But you know what? I think Saturday has the better games. So I actually may not miss much on Sunday. Don't forget right now what's going on is Cruz Azul and Forge FC. Cruz Azul lead two to one at the moment that we're listening, uh, that we're seeing it 28 minutes in. And Cruz Azul already led one nothing on aggregate. So that should be a 3 1 aggregate. 10 45 Eastern time on FS2 is Seattle versus Matagua. Did I say that right? Matagua? Matagua, I think, yeah. Which is 0 0 on aggregate. And, uh, going to be at lumen field so hopefully the home advantage works for seattle did not work for the rapids yesterday well, it worked mostly for the rapids until a goal was caught off and then they went penalties if you want to send us any sort of your predictions or make fun of our predictions twitter at stateside show instagram at stateside show facebook.com slash stateside show or email us stateside show at gmail.com keep an eye out for the giveaway for this beautiful magnet we are fooked so there you go anything to add logan before we head out the curtain is closed on my graphics that i made (laughs) 
everybody if you listened to the episode go watch it just so logan's graphics are seeing they're, they're beautiful. <laughs> Thanks, Jordan. I really appreciate that. You're welcome. And you know what? You can you can probably put those up on Twitter and stuff too while we're definitely. Uh, maybe maybe Saturday before the games kick off, we share this yeah. stuff on Twitter too. I think that might be good. Yeah, I'm, I'm I am ready for people to yell at me, kicking and screaming, for the fact that we once again put Montreal bottom playoff out of the playoffs. So looking forward to it. Oh well. Look, it's really hard to nail MLS predictions. So, yeah. you know, if, if anybody followed us last year, we had crew top of the East. So let's not die. I had Minnesota winning MLS Cup. I had LAFC winning Supporter Shield. None of that was even close. So let's not, uh, you know, let's, let's, yeah. So I had both of the top East and top West teams didn't even make the playoffs. Uh, but for me, they were top in my heart, I guess. So, yeah, if you want to make fun of our predictions, go ahead. Try not to have any name calling, but we will see you all next time. And we'll be talking games, live games that had happened, breaking those down, talking about and overreacting on the first week's results. So thanks everybody for watching or listening and have a great rest of your week and enjoy these, enjoy these games. Thank you for listening to Stoppage Time Soccer Show. We hope that you continue to listen to our show as we recap the U.S. Men's National Team, Americans Abroad, MLS, USL. This is Stateside Soccer Show presented by Stoppage Time Soccer Show. Have a good one.